Hello and welcome to the Podcast Review Podcast. I'm your host, David Elder, an Associate Professor of Writing and Rhetoric at Morningside College. Every week on the podcast, I will review a different podcast and talk about its usefulness in a college classroom. If you want to help out the podcast and make it more visible on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it if you'd take a minute and review the podcast. Seriously, it just takes a minute or two. Also, please subscribe. A bit of a programming note, this is the last week of the semester. I, op- I only plan on podcasting during the school year, but it's possible there might be a couple of stragglers during the summer. However, if there aren't, rest assured that I'll come back with a veritable arsenal of podcasts next fall. This week, I'm reviewing The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Because the hosts of the show often do, and because Skeptic's Guide to the Universe is quite a long title, I'll be referring to it as SGU. The podcast for the SGU has been around for a long time, much longer than most podcasts. It started in 2005, 11 years. That's amazing for a podcast. Podcasting didn't really become what it is today until late 2004, so this group was an early adopter of the form. The SGU is uh, a group that is formed to, quote, promote critical thinking, reason, and the public understanding of science through online and other media, end quote. As you can tell, the organization is more than just a podcast, but the podcast remains their most visible form of science education. Published weekly, SGU is currently hosted by Stephen Novella, Jay Novella, Cara Santamaria, Bob Novella, and Evan Bernstein. Former hosts include popular science communicator Rebecca Watson, creator and facilitator of the Skeptic Network, and Perry DeAngelis, the former executive director of the New England Skeptical Society. DeAngelis tragically passed away in 2007, though his mark and influence are still evident in the group. All of the hosts are really well-educated, incredible sources to be speaking on matters scientific. Stephen Novella is an academic neurologist at Yale's School of Medicine. Jay Novella is a skeptical activist and is one of the tech gurus on the panel. Cara Santamaria is a respected journalist and science communicator, and before that she taught high school and college-level biology and psychology courses. Bob Novella is a skeptical writer and has research interests in particle physics and quantum mechanics. Evan Bernstein is the audio engineer of the group, but he also runs a financial services corporation and gives presentations to corporations about the harm of pseudoscience and all things paranormal. All the information about the hosts I got from the About pages on the SGU website. And as you might be able to tell, three of the hosts are related. They're brothers. And rather than just calling themselves hosts of the podcast, they call themselves rogues. So that's what I'm going to call them, too. As I'm sure you can tell, skepticism is a big part of this podcast and the lives of the rogues. But what exactly is skepticism? It would be difficult to talk about the SGU without giving an overview of the movement itself. To be more specific, the podcast embraces and promotes scientific skepticism or rational skepticism. To sum it all up, their philosophy is pretty much question everything. However, it's also so much more than that. Skeptics tend to believe that all claims of any kind of truth must be supported by empirical evidence and be able to have reproducible results. Stephen Novella, who's more or less the ringleader of the group, is often asked to define skepticism on the skeptic And on the skepticblog.org, he wrote, and bear with me, this is a long quote, quote, A skeptic is one who prefers beliefs and conclusions that are reliable and valid to ones that are comforting or convenient, and therefore rigorously and openly applies the methods of science and reason to all empirical claims, especially their own. 
A skeptic provisionally proportions acceptance of any claim to valid logic and a fair and thorough assessment of available evidence, and studies the pitfalls of human reason and the mechanisms of deception so as to avoid being deceived by others or themselves. Skepticism values method over any particular conclusion, end quote. So, as you can probably tell, the question-everything wrap-up isn't quite all there is to it, but it's a really good way to start thinking about the movement. You might even say that it's just extremely detailed critical thinking. So the podcast was created to promote skepticism and to help educate the listeners on many different scientific topics and to denounce pseudoscience. The rogues do this with a variety of different segments on the show, most of which are recurring every week. The normal show will begin with either a review of an interesting word that has special significance to science or with a forgotten superhero of science, where one of the rogues will recount the career of a scientist who often goes unnoticed by history. Many times, the hosts will take that opportunity to highlight a woman scientist who was pushed to the background just because she was a woman. Then they will delve into science-related news of the past week and possibly perform an interview with a leading scientist or science communicator. Then they transition to what might be considered the game portion of the podcast, and the games usually go in the order I'm going to be covering them. First, Jay Novello will run through his game called Who's That Noisy?, where he plays a sound clip and listeners have to guess exactly what the noise is. Now, this is a podcast, so the listeners obviously can't call in live, so the answers always come out a week after the noise is first given. The noises range from identifying a specific person who is speaking a quote to... Last week, uh, the U.S. Air Force space surveillance recording of a meteor. The listener who gets it correct is put into a drawing to be a guest rogue for an episode at the end of the year. Then they move on to emails. And sometimes in that email, they'll get a reader question about a bad argument, and the rogues will play Name That Logical Fallacy. Finally, they play a game titled Science or Fiction, where Stephen Novella reads three items to the rogues, and they have to guess which one isn't real. Sometimes the news items are themed, and sometimes they're just all over the place. Last week, Novella used four news items around the theme of hurricanes. So see if you can guess which ones are science and which one is fiction. So here they are. Number one, hurricanes, typhoons, and cyclones all refer to the same weather phenomenon, differing only by their location in the world. Number two, the deadliest hurricane in the U.S. was the 1900 Galveston hurricane, which killed eight to 12,000 people, while the deadliest hurricane in the world was in 1970 in Bangladesh, which killed an estimated 500,000 people. Number three, most deaths due to hurricanes are caused by flying debris or collapsed structures. Number four, in 2015, Hurricane Patricia became the strongest hurricane on record with maximum sustained winds of 215 miles an hour, although it caused almost no death. So, which one's the fiction? In the podcast, the rogues will then think aloud about all the different choices and use critical thinking and past knowledge to reason their way through the news items. Then, they all vote, and they keep yearly statistics about who got the most correct over the course of the year. Now, just so you can keep your sanity, number three, the idea that most deaths due to hurricanes are caused by flying debris or collapsed structures was the fiction. In fact, the biggest cause of death in hurricanes is due to drowning. So often, Novella will just make up one of the news items, or he'll take a news item he has read and then change it to make it false. And so that wraps up science or fiction. And then finally, Jay Novella will end the podcast with a skeptical quote. 
I'm not going to go into too much information about specific episodes because they're all variations on the theme that I just showed previously. Also, I've listened to probably 200 of these episodes, if not more, so I just have too much information and too many awesome news stories I could talk about. Suffice it to say, the five rogues always find the most interesting science-related stories to discuss, and they have a great rapport, and they make every episode incredibly entertaining as well as educational. So, how could we use this in the classroom? One place that's pretty obvious is science courses. However, I think it would be most beneficial to beginning classes, maybe at the 100-200 level. The reason for this is that they try to make all the scientific information in the podcast as accessible as possible. And while they do go into tons of detail, they don't exactly dumb it down, but it might be frustrating for advanced students to have the topics they're discussing in scientific terms taken down a notch. On the other hand, for beginning students, the rogues make the information exciting and accessible. It would be a great way to get students in a general education science class excited about all things scientific. In addition, it helps reinforce the type of critical and empirical thinking that my colleagues across campus, but especially in the sciences, try to instill in their students. In fact, I think the science or fiction segment of the show could be a great final exam question. Based on everything a professor has talked about during the semester, they could come up with two real and one fictitious headlines that would have students reason through the evidence and show which ones are science and which one is fiction. Instead of just worrying about whether students get the final answer correct, professors could also grade their reasoning skills and the way they show their work. It would be an interesting exercise to test content and disciplinary skills at the same time. In fact, I could see this podcast as relevant to any class just because of how well it models critical thinking. One thing to be aware of, though, as you're assigning this podcast, is that it might be quite a shock to religious students, or especially at religious institutions. The skeptical movement is often associated with atheism, which kind of makes sense for a group so focused on empirical reasoning. The rogues quite thoroughly eviscerate the closed-mindedness of some branches of religious thinking, and this could be startling to certain students. Religion isn't brought up in every episode, but if that's something that would make assigning this podcast in your setting difficult, then maybe screen the episodes beforehand. Having said all that, I think it would be an even better example of critical thinking for religious students, since part of thinking critically and engaging in the world is understanding and confronting views different from one's own. This podcast shows how skepticism approaches truth and could be eye-opening for students who aren't used to that approach. Another way to use the SGU is actually not associated with the podcast at all. Their website contains very credible blogs and links to skeptical associations that could serve as amazing resources for students writing science-related papers. Science-Based Medicine is a great skeptical blog about the healthcare industry, and I find it very helpful when working with students in nursing. The authors are all practicing in the field or teaching and have lots of good information about how to approach healthcare from a scientific standpoint. I love this podcast, and one of the reasons I love it is because it comes out every Saturday. Most podcasts come out during the work week, and I listen to them as they come out. Then Saturday rolls around. I'm usually looking for something to listen to while I do my weekend housework. And lo and behold, SGU, every Saturday morning. However, the real reason I enjoy this podcast is because it engages my mind and makes me think more than any other podcast I listen to. And it's fun! And that wraps up today's episode. As always, I want to thank you for listening. If you have feedback about the podcast or a podcast recommendation, you can reach me at, on Twitter at David E. Elder. I want to thank Vaughn Donahue, owner of the design firm Destination Graphic, for our logo. The Podcast Review Podcast is produced by Zach Scheneker. Remember, we might not be back until next fall, but bear with us, we will be back. 
Finally, sorry, Joel, maybe next time. 